Welcome to the Sinners and Winners Weekly Podcast. To my right, we have Miller. Miller. Check. And Mike. It's nope. me. And across the way is Mick. <laughs> Good night, mates. What up, Mick? Are you uh, from down under by chance? Yeah, a bit there, mate. All right. Nice. That's that's cool. I appreciate you making the making the trip. Long flight. <laughs> I can't keep that up. <laughs> Do it. Like, we wait. need to try. That oh, would. Man. We need to try. I um, make it past a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a nice, pleasant greeting. Yeah, however, I'll throw it in there every once in a while <laughs> on easy and, ones. And while you're referring to me as Mike's, there's only there's only one of me for the record. Okay. Yeah. There's not two mics here. There's well, there's three mics. Ooh. Hmm. True point. <laughs> Very nice. It took me a second to realize. Is there, who else is in my house? But yeah, no, we have uh, chosen our, our nicknames based on our beverage of choice for this recording. Cheers, fellas. Cheers to that, gentlemen. Cheers, mate. Uh, please drink responsibly. Nice. I think, don't you have to say that? I couldn't reach you. I, 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 think, I think we have to every yeah. time we're talking about beer. Yeah. yeah, and also, none of these are sponsors. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we're not going to shout anybody out. Yeah, they don't condone they our actions. <laughs> All right, so this week we're going to go over uh, the uh, the festivities of Week 9 in the Sinners and Winners Fantasy Football Podcast. Sinners and Winners Fantasy Football Week 9 is done and in the books. That's right. And it was, I mean, there was a lot of teams that had some good point totals. I mean, the past couple of weeks we've had a lot of teams just underperform, and this week there really wasn't too many, but... Me. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> just, just a couple of people. Maybe making the Duke. So, who are we going to start off with there, Mike's? Um, well, as it comes up in, in my <laughs> list, we can start with uh, Jason's team versus the holdouts. All right. We had a uh, uh, pretty, uh, somewhat soul-crushing victory by the holdouts who uh, beat Jason's team 129.6 to 107.6. Yeah, it was a, a big win for the holdouts. I know he's been waiting for it to come. And he had a huge game from Evans, so that that definitely helped. And and unfortunately, Jason's team didn't get two horrible points, but 107 is is obviously not gonna gonna hold up. So it's a, a win for the holdouts, and getting later in the year, any win is is big. Yeah, man, for sure. So congratulations, holdouts owner. I thought you were talking to me. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Not yet, but actually in just a moment. <laughs> I was going to go to the uh, the next game, which was uh, Waiting on a Breeze and Morning Woods. I wonder if the breeze would cause the Morning Woods. Anyway. Um, it, it definitely could if you rub the shorts the wrong yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> Several years ago. Um, yeah, Morning Woods uh, went sailed to a victory despite our, our thoughts uh, and, and the team owner's thoughts and won 150.9 to 120. Uh, so it was a pretty, uh, he pretty came decisive back, yeah. victory. Dominant win. Yeah, that was a, Projection that was a good wise, win. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. But like you said, uh, Mick, the, the projections were on waiting on a breeze. Unfortunately, Thielen being plugged in right at the last moment because he was going to play. Right. Then and, then, and then he gets injured pretty much right away. So, so that definitely hurt uh, waiting on a breeze. But having a huge game from Lockett, yeah, Melvin like- Gordon, you know, it's it's hard to beat a team when one of their people scores anything above, you know, thirty five or yeah, thirty, right. even you know. Especially so. when it's Tyler Lockett, you're like, what? Didn't see that coming. Yeah, that's a that was that was a fantastic game, but yeah, it worked out in your favor. So, c- 
Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the other game we are going to talk about now is Run CMC versus the those Hollywood Knights. Uh, this one, maybe we shouldn't mention the score. Yeah, no, we can. Just Let's just <laughs> say that Run CMC won, <laughs> yeah, and won. it didn't seem to be very close. No, it definitely won, and unfortunately, again, like Jamie said, McCaffrey got over 35, and yeah, no surprise there, but still just brutal. Yeah, he only had two people that we would consider duds on his team, so he had a good showing by his players, and, and unfortunately, even though Thielen was out, you would expect Diggs to blow up like he did that last time. Yeah, but he's he had didn't. three straight games of 100 yards and a touchdown, but not this game. Yeah, I, I – I would not be surprised if Diggs is moving on from Minnesota next year. I don't know if they can move on from him, but it just seems like there's something wrong. It's just yes, I mean they they were you know they they bless you. They seem to be targeting. <laughs> Damn! Oh, that was all over me. <laughs> Jamie, you good? You get what? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I actually, I think I'm all right. I covered it, but uh, I'll be right back. Uh-oh. I don't know what to do. Oh my god, we'll, we'll take over. <laughs> Carry on with the show. But yeah, right, no, they um yeah they they seem to like you said it was you know. Diggs had every opportunity, and they were like, all of a sudden, they like loved Treadwell. Yeah, who like I could have swore was gone, but I yeah, know. I thought so too because they yeah, there was a point last year where I was like, well, at least we don't have to worry about Treadwell getting on the yeah, field and taking anything. I mean, but if you if you had a gun to my head, I would have I would have swore he was traded. But yeah, I guess not. So congrats, uh, Run CMC. You had that slide last week, but got on the winning trail again. And and sorry, Hollywood. That uh, that's all right. We used to it. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, um, <laughs> so next we have uh, Mitch Please and I Made Chuck Norris Cry. And this one actually for a combined point total was, was pretty high. Mitch Please had a really good showing with 138, but unfortunately fell short to I Made Chuck Norris Cry, who actually had the highest point total of the week with 154. So it was it was a, a good matchup. Uh, both of them beat their projections by quite a bit. And I know Mitch Please is is right there. I mean, yeah, he's got a good team. He just one of well, he's definitely yeah, he's definitely on the rise too. I yeah. think he's he's going to have a strong second half of the season the way things are looking. Yeah, but like me and uh, like me and uh, Miller were talking about too. It's I mean, just with the way it's gone for him, he could very easily have like two losses this year. He's yeah. just one of those teams where it just happens to happens to fall. So he's unlike unlike me and those Hollywood Knights. You know, I mean, Mitch is. Record's worse, but, uh, you know, I don't think he's in any real danger of dancing in front of Target where I'm sort of, you know. Yeah. Well, he's he's also – he. I, I looked earlier, and he, he has had the toughest schedule. He's had the most points against right, yeah, in the league. Right, yeah, just one of those yeah. years. Yeah, he's just running into people when they go off. And yeah. Honestly, this week he went off and would have beat the majority of teams. Yeah, uh, and this game was closer than the final. I mean, I remember looking at it live during the game, and, I mean, it, it, it was closer than – then he even projected, even though it wasn't that, you know, not that far from projection. But Metcalf, you know, benefited. Unfortunately, he had Wilson scoring a, a ton, and Metcalf <coughs> was one of the recipients You're of right, that. Mike? So that's yeah, you know, I think so. I just uh, got a got a cold. I guess. <laughs> yeah. that's Sorry, booties. everyone. Yeah, and, and not to take anything away from my mate Chuck Norris cry because that's a good point total. And he had one, two, three, four, five people over. 25, 20, which yeah. is nice. Or right at, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had Manuel Sanders at 24.2, and everybody else was over 25. So <laughs> that was, uh, you know, it was a great win by I made Chuck Norris cry, and that team looks strong if that's yeah, what he's going to no continue to do. And Hill's so. keeping up his play with Moore, which I 
I mean, past couple of games, Hill's still yeah. pretty consistent, which I kind of thought he would take a little bit of a nosedive. But yeah, Moore's a there. pretty good serviceable he's backup. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. been in the league and he's been a starter and other teams, so that helps. Yeah, and Hill's one of those people, if he gets the ball, regardless of how close he is, yeah. he can turn it into a right. huge play. Did you so. see where that Damian Williams play, where, where Damian Williams like took off and then him? Hill caught oh, up was, to block more? It looked like yeah. a video game. Yeah, I mean, it was nuts. yeah there was, was like a like, thing. I think he was literally like 20 yards behind him. It was like, oh, my boy needs help. Right. And then left whoever it was that was running next to him like, he was standing still oh, no. and went up and almost like pushed Damian Williams yeah. forward as he passed him. Yeah. That dude is fast. Yeah, he is fast. No question. All right, so last name, we left it for you, Mikes. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Fat Golf, I'm jonesing, uh, continues to uh, get get things a little better this week uh, and pulls the win over Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, so I'm excited. I got a win. <laughs> I can tell. Um, <laughs> What's that feel like? I, it, it's strange and uncomfortable <laughs> okay. for me, but um, just curious. I definitely like it. It was a lot of fun to actually get to see some of these points being scored. Oh, true, Derek. Um, and we can maybe talk about that later. But my boy Derek Henry had uh, one of his better games of the season, so he helped fill in some much-needed points there. And uh, it was still a close one, though. It was one twelve, which is not an impressive score, but uh, it was enough to get the win over Dukes, who had ninety-five point nine this week. Yeah, it's it's good to see Lamar Jackson getting 28 points against the Patriots and giving them that loss. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, he scored them. I would almost give you the win if everybody else scored zero. I would automatically <laughs> right. give you the win just yeah. because that happened. Just because you showed them like, what it was like to play an NFL-caliber team and <laughs> maybe the Patriots aren't all everybody uh, seems yeah. to think they are. Yeah, but you had some good, solid performances from everybody. You only had a, a couple of duds, and you know, unfortunately – Dukes had Deshaun Jackson getting hurt again, and and probably, I would think he's probably done for the year. He's getting ready to go under the knife. Oh, I think he is. I think he's done for the year. But Ertz coming through and having a good game is is a good bright spot for Dukes. Finally. And then McCoy only getting him less than two points. And then on the other end, looking like Williams at least is starting to separate himself. I think he's kind of coming back. Yeah, I he's think he's going to end up yeah. being their I starter. I think McCoy ended up fumbling, so he got put on the in the doghouse a little bit. And yeah. Damian Williams, the last couple of games, has just looked better. I was going to say, right. it's, been a few, it's been a few games where he's sort of like yeah, he's starting he's to back up, yeah. I think. Maybe get it back in there, hopefully. I know he was drafted on a few teams, not saying whom's, uh, <laughs> that with with hopes that he would start the season in that role, but maybe he'll uh, come through yeah, I'd, for the I'd, second half. I'd say you can – playing with confidence going forward yeah i, I agree i think yeah, it would hope so. be right there so more confidence than say somebody like sonny michelle yeah that makes me happy yeah you yeah, never know with sony yeah, what's, never know with what's gonna happen but yeah so that was that was week nine so what do we look at for our picks we actually uh didn't do terribly you got four out of five correct okay and uh i had three okay what did ghost do every single week you uh you do better than me. <laughs> and I think Ghost picked um, his stuff, and I think he probably had the same as you, I think. Yeah, he had three out of five as well. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know, not bad. Uh, basically, we both uh, thought you were going to lose, me and Ghost, yeah. and, and thought uh, Jordy was going to win. <laughs> and, you know, things happened. Well, I think that was my loss because I think I picked Waiting on a Breeze, too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, did, I just didn't have a good feeling about that game. I'm. Obviously yeah, you put a little reverse psychology yeah. in the fantasy football world. I might have Kudos to, try that to you, again. sir. <laughs> yeah, well, I did that that one time when I picked against me, I, I won. So I mean, I, <laughs> it, it didn't work for me. I've tried it once, so I just said screw <laughs> it. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it again though. It seems like it has increased the odds anyway. Yeah. 
Definitely takes the pressure off. Yeah. <laughs> so now we move into the last week of the season that we can do trades, which is week 10. Yep. This is, uh, generally speaking, everybody's trade deadline would yeah. fall in this week. Um, so if you are out there and looking to make some moves, now's the time. Last dance. Yes, sir. Mike said it best, and there's been some uh, good movement already in the center's uh, league. Yeah, today was definitely, uh, I think someone coined it the trade orgy. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, definitely boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. we'll go ahead and uh, we'll recap in week 10. But, yeah, get them in here, boys. It's last week uh, that we can do it. So That's right. let's look to see what we got. All right, so on the lineup for this week, we've got uh, actually a uh, – a little homer game here, or a, a, a host game, where uh, Fackoff, I'm jonesing, and those Hollywood Knights face off in what is currently projected to be a very close game uh, with those Hollywood Knights projected to win by four. I, it's it's low-scoring projection right now. I think there's some juicy matchups on both sides. I mean, you look at Josh Allen going against Cleveland and then Lamar Jackson going against Cincinnati. So right there, those are two, two good matchups. Two good matchups. Uh, big question on Diggs to just know exactly what you got going on there. And Juju, too. It's just a quarterback play. Yeah, and then Connor, hopefully, if, if he can get healthy or not. So for the holdouts, the the matchups look pretty good. And then same on, on Fackoff's Jonesing side. I know he's questioning his tight end a little bit in Hollister, but they use that tight end there. And right. when Disley's gone, you saw them use Hollister this past weekend. He got yeah. two touchdowns. So Yeah, he's getting used. It's just, you know, he's he's got a tough matchup. And but tight ends are yeah. just so thin this year that, yeah. I mean, you, who cares? I mean, We're still really, if you get out. five points from him, you're okay with it. Yeah. Well, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – uh, in, in all the leagues I'm in, I'm kind of in a situation where it's like, hey, if I can get a point or two here, same I'm, I'm going to have to I literally just hope okay for, like, that. Two catches. Yeah. And if I get a touchdown, then I'm like Two catches, happy. 30 yards, and potentially a touchdown, right. and you're okay. Now, hopefully the decision to not only draft but hold on to <laughs> Mr. Chris Herndon for all this time will pay off. It hopefully will, starting what, this week. What looked like a week five start is now in week 10. Yeah. Right. Potentially not even doing anything. So, and I don't know why, because every week I've been like, man, should I just drop him? But I'm just so like pot committed at this point. Yeah, right. invested I've now. just decided I'm, I'm, I don't want to take – It's for me it's worth having that roster spot taken as opposed to dropping him, someone else picking him up, and then realizing he's one of the I mean, top He's got a performers. good matchup too. I mean, Witten, old men Witten sort of tore up the Giants – Last night, yeah. Well, I mean, Witten for some reason has always torn up the Giants. Which, yeah, I, you know, I knew that coming into the week, and I don't know why I didn't just pick him up again. But yeah, I thought about was kind of trying to get honestly. creative with my picks. Yeah, I basically just streamed tight ends this year, and yeah, in one league it's worked out okay because the rest of the team's carrying it, and then this one it's yeah kinda maybe part of why I'm. Yeah, tight ends aren't bad to stream, though. Tight ends, quarterbacks, and defenses are, are positions that you can stream. Yeah. And as long as you pick the right matchup, which is sometimes pretty hard to do, I guess, right. uh, you're going to be okay. But the, the the projections are really close, and I would like to be able to see Hollywood get a win in here at some point. So I'm going to go ahead and – sorry, Mike, so I'm going to go with Mick here and, and do those Hollywood nights. All right, all right. And uh, what about you, uh, Mick? God, it's tough. I'll try the reverse jinx because it's just one of those things. I'll go with uh, <laughs> Fack Off. I'm Jones and Huh. Well, interestingly enough, I, I probably should have done the same thing, but um, I'm going to go ahead and just, just pick myself because because I need the love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it's going to so, be a close game. I and I yeah, think it looks it's like it will good. be. I think there's a couple matchups that I really like on my team and a couple I really don't, so... 
you know i'm sure that's probably the case for everybody every week but yeah it's hard to pick this one honestly i think we got we got a real good we'll probably end up with like the highest highest point yeah right now you're projected the lowest point but it watch it be like a 150 to 160 ending yeah well yeah like you said you pointed out the quarterbacks i think both of them have the potential to go much higher than they're projected there's a couple i I think christian kirk is due for a really big game against tampa yeah Yeah, Tampa just doesn't know what to do with a wide receiver yeah i agree i think he's going to be looking to bounce back from last week yeah um i think coleman might have that same kind of juice this week too even though he's up against a mm. tough matchup yeah. well he did jack last week yeah. so he could potentially come out and bang it out this yeah night. i think he might might be coming out with a little anger and yeah. connor i think if connor plays i think he'll get more than 10 points but i don't know you know i mean samuel's played good so yeah right on well that's I'd like the first to start one. mixing but i don't know that was a he's shaky yeah, yeah that, that was shaky but it, he definitely shown some life finally the next matchup we've got a we've got a doozy here, boys. We've got a Morning Woods versus Run CMC. Uh oh! And we actually are projected to see an upset. Yeah, this is one versus two in the league, and right now it's Morning Woods barely over Run CMC. It's going to be super close, depending on if Matt Ryan actually plays or not. Whenever you have McCaffrey on your team, we all know, and now with Kelsey's been been coming out, so. It's going to be hard to overcome those. Made some moves today. Ah, man, it's it's tough. This is going to be a good match. I'm going to let you all start off with who you, who you think is going to, what you guys like in the matchup. Well, I, I, That's a really tough Projection-wise, it's close. I, I, I think Morton Woods is going to get it. I'm just, McCaffrey's good. You know, Ryan's questionable. And if Ryan definitely doesn't play, that definitely swings it even more. I, I don't trust Danny Amendola. I don't trust Sammy Watkins. Whereas on the Morton Woods, you know, Wilson, Godwin, Lockett, Carson, Waller, Chubb. I mean, there's just more – Michael Thomas. There's just more people I trust. I just – I I actually – I actually think that uh, Run CMC, who's had a fantastic year, but I think I think his projections are a little high. I think Morton Woods may kind of get this rather easy, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, looking at – at run cmc's team you know if if ryan does not play he's gonna have a hard time filling that spot because everybody else is either on a buy or hurt on his he's bench. gonna have to play cooks and even he's hurt yeah and i mean he's got cream hunt which you don't really know exactly what is he's he gonna step week? into yeah they said he right. will have some sort of role huh. but what that is uh you have no idea because yeah. yeah, this yeah, is his first week be, <laughs> i know so i think that's really his only play if if Ryan is out. So I, I mean, if I was him, I'd be hitting the waiver wires for sure. And but, he and yeah, he potentially probably could mm, definitely not well much. be doing that. There's not much, but I mean, there is a couple options. Yeah, like Tannehill would be a decent. But I'm I'm definitely that. getting bit by the this uh, week ten buy with having to bench Watson because that would that would be nice to plug in there this week. So uh, yeah, what you got, Mike's? I think I'm still having to try to decide. Yeah, I think, honestly, um, I may be alone in this, but there's a couple people, you know, Hunt returning, I think, is is where we're going to see Chubb's production really fall. Uh, maybe not dramatically this week, but I think enough to where that one's a more a less trusted option, in my opinion. You think so, Chubb? Yeah. I don't see it I yet. Do. I, just, I mean, I I, I, again, I think there's going to be some time for it's gonna, Hunt to become yeah, you know, game usable. Yeah, sure. But I think he's I still just think that, Hunt's more trade bait for next year, but who knows? Yeah, maybe so. Definitely, um, definitely could be. And Chubb's been a great producer. I don't know why they would want to move on for 
any significant reason. I just think it's yeah, going to become in a two and that six, he loses you know, you a lot try of something else, no yeah. matter whose fault it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just going to he's going to lose some opportunity there enough to to lower his value. On the other side, I mean, I definitely disagree. I think McCaffrey's probably going to go off again this week. No, I agree. With I McCaffrey, also yeah. yeah I kind of think that. Um, I'm leaning Morning Woods uh, mainly because it's a PPR, and I think he's got dominant wide receivers. Basically, yeah, that's sort of my in, thing in the too. matchup. I mean, can you trust Amendola and Watkins to get the job done versus Watkins and Michael Thomas? That, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, I think um, you know Run CMC's definitely got the the running situation a little stronger on his team, but I don't think it's enough to overcome. You know what's arguably some of the top wide receivers in the game. I agree. Right now, and Run so. CMC, he's got a great team. He's got a great record. He can take a loss, and who cares? But I think he had a significant upgrade at, at quarterback, and I think that's going to kind of be the icing on the cake this week. Yeah. Well, you guys talked me into it. I'll go Morning Woods. <laughs> had to twist your arm a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the thought of doing the whole reverse psychology, reverse psychology so thing. So I just couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that, that'll be the one time that I undo whatever psychology. We'll find out next week. I mean, so far, I'm 1-0 with reverse psychology, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, the next one is Waiting on a Breeze, and I Made Chuck Norris Cry. Uh, they're projected pretty far apart. Uh, 129 for Waiting on a Breeze and 116 for Chuck Norris. Um, and, and it looks like currently both rosters are full. Yeah, and it, I think there's some question marks on both sides. There, Bell had an MRI. They haven't really said what's going on with him, so you don't know if that's really a, a true injury or if, if he's okay. They just signed somebody else, so you don't know if it's to – to back yeah. up Bell because of that or because Ty Montgomery's hurt or they just want death, whatever it is. I think this is going to be closer than what the projections are because I can very well see I made Chuck Norris cry going off again next week. Matthew Stafford has had a hell of a season. Chicago's defense is just getting tired of being on the field all the time because that offense is just so bad that they're, they're giving up points. Emmanuel Sanders looked pretty good on his first day out. Aaron Jones has got to have a bounce back game after being you would think crap last week. Same with Johnny Smith. David Johnson is is I made Chuck Norris's cry question mark. Big t- yeah. So if if he plays, there's still that iffy spot of how well is he actually going to be right, and how he's how he's going to fit in with especially against one acquired. of the best run defenses in the league. Yeah, I think that that that's a tough one there. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Carson had an okay game last week against Tampa Bay, but that's just because Russell Wilson was throwing the shit out of the ball and they needed to kind of do something to stop that as much as they could. So, yeah, this is going to be close. I'm going to actually go with I made Chuck Norris cry on this one, though. Waiting on a breeze has has a great team and is in our role. I just I can see I made Chuck Norris cry getting another big scoring week. Well, yeah, I, I'm actually, I think I, even though, you know, this is going against the projections, I kind of think the same thing. Uh, this is a really it's tough one, though. I just, Tyreek Hill and Sanders appears to be just in a spot he needs to be in. Um, it's hard to have, you know, total confidence in him already, but he looks like he's the clear number one there. Uh, so he might have him a strong one-two punch with his wide receivers. Yeah, and on waiting on a Breeze's side, Fitzpatrick and Parker combo in Indy might be pretty good now that uh, Preston Williams is hurt and out. Yeah. Parker's actually been fairly He's good been this year. Good. Yeah, and Fitzpatrick's actually not been too bad either. So, it's magic. Yeah, they've, they've, 
even though there's not a question mark next to Devonta Adams, I think there is still probably something there. Probably something. So it's going to be close. Like I said, I I've already picked my guy, but you know, just to add to yeah, I'm, guys this one, I'm thinking. struggling to pick. Honestly, I think I'm leaning a little bit Chuck, but not by much. Um, yeah. If I'll, he if he changes his flex player, there's some more c- clarity there. I think I'd be more inclined to lean his way. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and 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 write it down. I'll cool. go with Chuck. Yeah, I'll go with. I'll be the lone one for waiting on a breeze. A close matchup. I mean, waiting on a breeze is on a roll. Even though he lost last week, he still put up with the second second yeah, highest point. Yeah, he's still. He's on a roll and being a bottom feeder. You know, I need. Uh, it 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 helps. It helps me if Chuck Norris yeah. loses because he's because he's right there with me. So yeah. <clears throat> Now this one uh, next up we got Mitch Please versus Jason team Jason's team and currently this is going to be a very difficult one to pre- predict or, or give there's a lot of there's a lot uh, of moves that Jason Yeah there's team a lot of moves Yeah he's getting hit by the week 10 Yeah the majority or a good solid piece of his team is on by so And this is like the sweetheart game you know you wish they could both win Yeah yeah I think this <laughs> is that game for sure so And even on um, the bench he doesn't he's got well, Jay, in Jason's team, he's got one, two, three people f- on a bye on yeah. his starting lineup, and then in oh, his and four on his bench. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. he doesn't have a lot of movement. He's gonna he's gonna have to hit the waiver wire. Yeah, to so, to fill those spots. And I I um I think just you know for that reason, Mitch is gonna walk away with this one. I agree. I mean, I, that's, if yeah. he gets some people on his bench, maybe, but I mean just. I mean, it, yeah, it, anything can happen. We've seen it week to week, but just just for that reason, it's just it's just hard to pick anyone where half their team is is on a buy. I would go ahead and pay, make this kind of a bold prediction. Not that we're we're worried about those right now, but that this is the blowout of the week. Yeah, I think Mitch is going to walk away. Yeah, and I would even say if those people that are in Jason's team's lineup were actually starting and playing. I still think Mitch runs away with this game. Mitch made his team significantly better today. And before he, we had spoke about it earlier, his team wasn't bad to begin with. Right. And I think he made it a lot better now. So I'm going to go Mitch, please, as We've well. We've been chopping at the bit and yeah. versus, versus a team with half of your uh, team on a buy. I think he's going to get that fish. Yeah. Agreed. So that's all of us on... Yep. Mitch, please. And then the final one will be the holdouts versus the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, this one is That's another one slated yeah. to be a close game, about four-point <clears throat> difference here in the projections. Is Mahomes uh, coming back? Does anyone know? I know no I've one heard, knows yet. Yeah, but. I don't know, but I've heard it's likely. They seem to think he's been moving okay. With the projections as they are, though, I will note uh, Dukes does have an empty roster he spot. Does, so yeah. that may actually pop him up a little bit ahead of the holdouts. A little bit. Yeah, um, he doesn't have a bench tight end, and they're not really getting too much love projection-wise, so it'll probably pull him pretty even. Yeah, I think. Uh, Higher, but even. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's some movement that uh, and holdouts the holdouts and can tight do. End. God, this is such a, like, even though they're different teams, this is such an evenly built-looking ma- lineup, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> like, you look at one name and the one across from it, and it's like, oh, they're kind of the same guy. I th- you know, I think, I mean, I, I don't know. It's one of those things, Samuel's, caught like what a million balls without without connor but it's always one of those things whenever whenever connor comes back they go samuels i mean he just ends up doing anything so i think if connor comes back healthy i think that really knocks samuels down a little bit which in turn knocks the dukes down but they i mean they should use samuels but it's just one of those things yeah well 
even this past weekend, Samuels had a great game, but it was all from catches. Oh, he had a million catches. When, when they were catches. running the ball, they actually yeah. used Trey Edmonds more at the running. Right, he did serve. He had tons of Daniel Samuels had tons of catches. So it all depends on Connor for that one. And, and like Max you said, been struggling a little bit. I mean, he's been Max been NFL good, but he hasn't been scoring, so he's yeah. not. So you could also go with who has the most Thursday players starting and choose opposite of that. Who yeah, has the most Thursday players? The holdouts have three people playing on Thursday night. Yep, that's enough for me. I'm going Duke. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's as, as much as I hate playing people on Thursday no, that's night. That's a good point, uh, Miller. I, I, that's... I'm gonna go with holdouts just be not because of the Thursday curse, but you got you got you got Rivers sort of feeding Henry Henry and um like you know honestly that could go either way because if 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 Rivers sucks and doesn't that make that Keenan sort of helps those two people suck yeah because if if Philip is gonna go off most likely it's gonna be to Keenan and or Hunter Henry, Henry one of them, you know. potentially Gordon or Eckler so which aren't even in this matchup so yeah I think curious to. No, did anybody know what, what's up with Kamara? No, I, he's probably he's. I mean, he's supposed to come back. I don't know. Although uh, Murray's projections keep on going, person. going high. Like he's one of the people that have been hurt that you hardly hear, hear anything about. Yeah, which makes me wonder if it's more than we know. Yeah, you know, if he can pop him in as a full healthy, um, I, I definitely would change to the holdouts. Yeah, I, I agree. That I tips it. I think if if Kamara comes back healthy, I'm assuming that the the oh, holdouts will him plug him in. Right. Yeah. Um, then, then I think it's going to go to holdouts. It really does. It does depend on what Dukes can do for tight end and what Jalen Samuels is going to do if Connor's out and Mahomes. I think there's too many question marks yeah, on Duke's side, I so I'm going to go, go holdouts. I am too. Yeah, just too much, too much question marks. But he does. You know, Mahomes comes back. I'm, I'm purely. Comes back. And this is one maybe I can get you know out of the dumpster too, as far as our picks. Uh, since I'm the you know contrarian pick, I guess to you guys, but I'm simply basing this on the Thursday night involvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's week ten coverage, and we have some stuff coming up here that we want to go over. But real quick, Thursday games we had talked about in the past being duds, and it sucks. And we can now consider London games being that way too, yeah, uh, yeah. or overseas games being duds. The one that was this past weekend. Houston had a, a decent game, and you could get some. I mean, Hyde had right, a really yeah, good game. So much with their duds, the rules just don't apply to them. Yeah, you know, I mean, like Thursday, you had this past Thursday. I mean, you had like Drake getting like a million points. And yeah, then, you know, and normally he does it, and then so Niners defense sucked, but they'll be good. They'll be good back. Up. Yeah, it seems like there's one team, right? So on a Thursday game or a London game, you got one team that you're gonna get production from right and then the other team you basically are gone and you're not going to see anything from them right. to where other games that they're actually playing a normal schedule game you can get fantasy value from both sides and i think that's what sucks because you don't know what team is actually going to be right the the recipient of the good fantasy team on a yeah. thursday or london game so yeah I've started – I just wanted to let everybody know that the London games are starting to eke into my – if you're playing in that game or a Thursday game, I'm starting to not consider you at it starting yeah. or playing in my life. Well, I mean, as the season's gone, I mean, I've kind of I've had to play some guys, and it depends on the guy, but I agree. I think in general they all get an automatic downgrade, a bigger downgrade for the London games in my opinion than the Thursday night yeah. games. But both are just a substantial downgrade. Um, yeah. It just messes with their clocks, you know, their recovery times and all that kind of stuff, their game prep time. I think traveling across 
the freaking world to play a game is is a stupid idea oh, in the first yeah. place. And their internal clocks all. Yeah, it's. Up. I mean, it's all about money. It is all and about it, the and money. And it really screws up. Like I said, just the the systems and stuff, you know, and and, and structure is a big part of preparation, you know, yeah. for these guys and going through their same routines and. Because you know the players hate it. I mean, literally, yeah. who wants to? They've either, they either hate it or love it. I, I don't know. I mean, they yeah. might like getting to go and see see something so different, but I think teams I think like the Jaguars hate it. Well, they, they've been right. there enough that they're like, okay, we can stop playing in these games. Yeah. They're there at least once a year every yeah, year Tampa that they've too. started doing yeah, it. Well, yeah. It wasn't think, too long ago when they were like, remember when the NFL was literally almost going to make the Jaguars like London's team? And yeah. they were going to have half of their home games be in like the in like London. Well, yeah, they took a lot of teams because Tampa was in that group too where they took a lot of the lower right. uh, fandom-having teams and we're considering that, and they, they, I think they started off using those teams as ones they were, they were, they were slating games for over there to increase fan fanship. Or Can you imagine you like, call it. like you're over there in London and you're like, "Fuck, we get the Jacks." You know? <laughs> yeah, like, come yeah. on, everybody come on. in the game watching. Where's everybody every- in, in the United States? Is like, can you send them the pa- Patriots? <laughs> they always, well, right. I mean, they all have like, there's. You know, they all have, like, different jerseys. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Like, yeah, they're, they're sporting every team but the team that's actually right. playing in the game. Yeah. <laughs> you see tons of which, Cowboys I mean, I guess, and Eagles and, yeah, which and stuff I guess like that. Yeah, which I does show that they're, they are increasing or, you know, they are gaining, I guess, followers in, in London, you know, through this process maybe. Yeah, I'm sure they got are, people, I guess. I guess, that are apparently watching the games, yeah. you know. And I mean, we're still watching games. it too. Yeah. Which if I, yeah, it makes yeah. a, a nice treat. I mean, it makes like a full day of football. Yeah, yeah, that part is cool is, for sure. But, but I just wish like, it yeah, was this first teams. part is kind of like watching you know a, college, a preseason a, yeah, game, yeah, something a little bit. Yeah, less. and I didn't. I mean, I, I honestly, I uh, put it on for like a quarter, and then and then I watched a movie. <laughs> right, <laughs> nice. Well, so, so yeah, that was week nine and week ten. And before we get into the other topics, I just wanted to quickly uh, plug our our social media pages so everybody please check out our facebook page sinners and winners fantasy football podcast and on instagram we have some good stuff out there we post stuff our our episodes we try to interact with everybody so if you guys could go ahead and and give us some some posts back and comments and everything like that as well as leaving reviews we're getting some some stars and some ratings on the apple podcasts but we need to get some reviews out there. So everybody just hit us up with some love. And, of course, send us your topics at podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, definitely. I think the uh, the most the most fun that we've had, uh, I mean, we have fun doing this show, period. Yeah. It's become something that I think we're just going to do because we enjoy it. But we want to gear the show towards what people would like to listen to and, and maybe what they want to hear us talk about. And I think, at least speaking for myself, the the most fun I've had so far is you know when someone sent in a good topic. Uh, one because you go into it knowing that hey somebody's you know really wanting to hear what we have to say about this or would enjoy hearing our discussion. Right. Um, so I you know like last week's show I had a good time really you know doing something that wasn't something I came up with or you came up. You know what I mean? It was yeah. an outside source, which made it really fun. And um, uh, stick around for our closing segment with Kadunka Dunk because she has some interesting follow-up information uh, for last week's show. So, nice. Yeah, that should be good. Yeah, last week's show definitely was awesome. You know, we missed Ghost being on there, but he, he ghosted well, he in here. his picks. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was. Cool. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
you know, so it was good. You know, we've had some topics that we've discussed from writers in the past as well. So we just want to make sure that we don't run dry on that well. Cause, yeah. Because it is definitely have... a different a different mindset when we're talking about somebody else's topic than it is when we're coming up with something on a flyer that we think of. I agree. We, yeah. we approach it a little bit different. So, yep. so everybody, just give us some love and let us know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the things... Um, I wanted to share is that, uh, you know, I think I've mentioned it several times. I was fortunate enough to go down to see a game this weekend. Yeah. And it was uh, my, my Tennessee Titans uh, facing off against some other team, <laughs> uh, Carolina Panthers. And, um, yeah, unfortunately my team took the L, but, man, it was a fun process for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to, you know, the obviously you're the visitor – Right. You're the fan of a visiting team. Yeah. And I know a lot of times in the past that I've gone to games, you're always concerned about, okay, do you wear your jersey? Oh, yeah. Do you support your team? Are you going to end up getting shit talked the whole time or jumped or even, you know, just not enjoying the game like you're meant to? So, you know, how did that experience go through? Um, That was actually, honestly, one of the highlights. Um, I will say that I've I've had the uh, privilege to go down there twice for two different games and um you know i don't know if it was just because of the geographic location of the team they were playing or whatever um but we were what you mean by that well just um you know like the first game i went to was tampa and carolina playing oh, and that's right I tampa was a little bit more of a rival yeah. you know a, a division rival and um we got hated on quite a bit me and my wife and it was you know, it was a later game, and, and I don't know. It just there was there there was much more vibe. Like we gonna have to protect ourselves. Walk quickly, honey. Let's get back to the hotel. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no. Uh, yes. This weekend was great, man. We actually um, we had a couple. We had one guy in particular that that got up out of his seat and walked up to where we were sitting and shook both of our hands and oh, you know, awesome. welcomed us to the stadium and. Um, the the staff in the stadium, same thing. They were like, "We really, we hope your team plays well." And you know, made a joke. Notice I didn't say win, <laughs> but I hope you well. have a good. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> yeah. it was just a lot of really lighthearted and friendly interaction with everybody. We did have, and I, I, my cousin might fuss at me a little bit if I didn't mention this. We, of course, got sat in front of like one of the most obnoxious fans you can imagine, <laughs> who had a comment about everything, and uh, we were both kind of like annoyed by to, yeah. to begin with. But there were a couple times when, um, you know, Tennessee made a big play and we were cheering and, you know, he would like tap us on the shoulder or something and be like, you ain't got nothing to, to celebrate. So <laughs> it was just one of those things where he kind of wanted to turn around and knock the dude out. But um, at the same time, the girl he was with offered me her hat because my head was looked like I was getting sunburned. So she was really nice. And, you know, so overall it was a really, <laughs> it was weird. You know, you go into it not knowing, but. It ended up being a very hospitable and, and cool-spirited town to, to go see a game in. Awesome. Yeah, yeah and I've uh, I've chosen the Panthers to be my NFC team for the year for the Crush. And, you know, I they have a, some great players on that team that are exciting to watch. It kind of sucks that I know we all tease Cam Newton on, on his appearance and stuff like that, but he's a fairly talented quarterback, so it sucks that he's not there to be able to do that. But when you were there – you know, were you excited to see one particular person? I, I absolutely. know you obviously want to see your team, but yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I've always been a running back fan. You know, like I love run. I mean, and and my Christian McCaffrey has definitely since he came into the league has been probably my my favorite running back. Yeah, I can't you know 
wear that number 22 jersey because, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a Tennessee fan and, and um, I, I definitely love Derrick Henry as well. They're, they're, they're two very different guys. And seeing them next to each other at times on the field, it was apparent how different they are, you know. Yeah. Henry's just Henry's this monster. Man. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> yeah. And McCaffrey's not, you know. Yeah. He's very average looking, like, compared to the, the rest of the team. But he is a game changer. And being there and feeling the energy when he made a play or was just – as soon as he got the ball, people just changed, yeah. you know. And, like, so the chance for MVP and all that stuff were going on really early in the game and i mean he clearly he's basically their offense yeah i mean yeah. you know for you know they've got a few other players that they change things up a bit just just to spread people out but it all funnels through him and yeah. he does everything so well it was it was truly like that was that's one of those things that maybe in 20 years i'll be like hey i remember going and seeing you know this dude play yeah yeah you know so yeah i put him up in that category where you know, like people now might say, "Oh, I remember seeing you know Brett Favre or somebody elite or Barry Sanders or somebody, yeah. you know, play." I think McCaffrey's going to be that guy one day. Yeah, he's he's definitely a special talent, and you know, with with Cam being hurt, he can't use his talents with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel's yeah. as much. I mean, they're getting some play, but you know, they're exciting to watch too. But yeah, I, I can only imagine the the difference that when McCaffrey even touches the ball yeah. for how the fans react. Dude, it was crazy. You know, it was cool. It was yeah. very cool. You want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even as a as the visiting team's fan, you're just like, man, this is cool. This is awesome. You know? yeah. It's cool that they have somebody like that on the team. And, and if if you know, I had gone with anybody other than my cousin, I would have probably bought a McCaffrey T-shirt. Nice. t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he wouldn't have cared. But, you know, and I thought about it. But um, I didn't want to seem like a sellout in front of all these uh, – yeah. McCaffrey fans. I've done but, switch um, teams yeah. now. You sold me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to come across as that, but I am. Yeah, exactly. I'm buying this for my son, please. <laughs> I need a extra small. Um, no, but uh, you know, I love my boy Derrick Henry too. He was fun to watch, and he definitely, considering they underutilized him dramatically in the first half, um, he really came on and and showed what he he could do in the second half too. Because yeah. he was actually um, really really good for my fantasy team. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was awesome experience game wise. Would you stay the night there? Or go well, yeah, that's the actually kind of an interesting. So my cousin and I met, you know, which my cousin is one of my best friends, and um, you know we've we've been close our whole lives. So the opportunity to meet and 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 hang out was special and from the get go, you know. So yeah. we were excited about it, and we were going to have a good time regardless. But um, we get down there, and I I, I arrived first because I may or may not have been in a hurry, and. Um, <laughs> I got there and found out he was about 20, 30 minutes behind me. And so I was like, that's cool. I'll go ahead to the hotel where my wife had actually made the arrangements, you know, through. Uh, uh, Dunkin' Dunk hooking you up. Yeah, she she <laughs> got on there and, and did the, you know, through one of these online sites. I don't know if I should mention their name or not, but, you know. One I mean, of they're those, not a sponsor. We could just say that afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't want to be. They, they ended up treating us well. Okay. So. But at first, it was very disappointing. I showed up. I have the paper that I printed off saying, hey, here's what you paid. Here's the room you got. This is where you go. You know, the whole nine yards. And when you get that, you have a certain level of comfort. Like, hey, we've got a place to sleep tonight. We're good right. to go. And and that reservation was made, like, back in early October, right? Right. And um, so I show up. The place is one that you probably could have got some bed bugs from. You know, it was just you know, it was one of those where it's like, eh, if I wanted crack, it's probably for sale real close. <laughs> yeah, it's um, down at the yeah, breakfast buffet. Yeah, yeah, so it was a little shady in the first place, and I'm like, man, this sucks. But 
went in, showed the guy the paper. He's like, yeah, we can't honor that. And I'm like, what? You know, thinking this is game day, the day before game, yeah. you know, there's not going to be a place around here to find. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, this is a suite, which had the microwave and all that good stuff. And we only rent those out for seven days. So when that company saw the vacancy, it was a vacancy, but we only reserve, we'll, we'll only rent them out for a week at a time. So you could like, that's not my fault. That's yours. Or something? Say that again. You could only reserve it for a week in advance. Yeah, you have saying? to rent it out for seven days. For the they don't do oh, single gosh, night. Okay. Yeah, right. they don't gosh, do single huh. night. Like, well, that's kind of you and this company's fault for right. for not communicating that. What you know, I need a place. Yeah, to Yeah, I just drove all the way here from Virginia. Exactly right. So I was you know trying to kill kill this issue as fast as I could. I called it Kadunk Kadunk and was like, hey, this is what happened. You want to call them? Because she had, had made the original reservation and I was in the middle of a town. I didn't know anything. I didn't want to be sitting on the <coughs> phone. I, I was like, I'll ride around and see if I can find a place with a vacancy. So it was a very long story and it did waste a couple hours, but we ended up, uh, Amber was able to secure a upgrade uh, through this company. So they upgraded us to the Sheridan, um, which, so we went from like a two star to a four star. Nice. It only cost us about $20 additional. And it was, even though the, the advertisement on the computer that we made the reservation said that that original hotel was half a mile away from the stadium, (laughs) it was six miles away. Oh my goodness. So everything about (laughs) it was off. It was just horrible. Yeah. Uh, But the place that, that after two hours of negotiating, Amber was able to secure a, a, a nice upgrade and it was a mile and a half away nice so it was still in that downtown charlotte area yeah super nice super good experience um so while it wasted a little bit of our time it, it ended up being a really nice upgrade and we had a good time with that we so, did. yeah cool what about you guys i mean there's there's more i could share i just feel like i'm the only one talking but, um, <laughs> what about you guys have y'all gone to to live games uh, it's been so long i have but i i was a kid so i really don't remember i went to rfk when the redskins played the dolphins I mean, awesome i mean yeah but i don't i went to rfk one time much of it. It, i remember how impressed and awesome it was at that stadium i have been to their new one yeah and FedEx I, sucks. Yeah, yeah rfk was so one, yeah. much better yeah in every way, they still have RFK. They still use it. It's for still, soccer, I think right? it soccer. No, I think they, I soccer they, f- no, they took it down. I thought because the okay, I thought it was uh, still DC soccer. United plays on their new Audi field. Oh, okay. Um, but I, if I'm correct, I think they took it down this past year. It's like Parks and right now. Yeah, Parks they oh, they were doing that's something a shame, else, dude. but it was a cool like old school vibe having. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Yeah, I've, I've been to watch a ton of sport in in that. You know, football from when the Redskins were there. Plenty of soccer games yeah. with DC United and, and national teams. And that is, is definitely a, a stadium that when it gets rocking, you can feel it rocking. Yeah, literally. And Yeah. yeah. I've been cool. to FedEx watching Bills and non-Bills play the Redskins. And, you know, that that stadium's okay. And the Dan Snyder likes to get a lot of money, so he puts you right behind a pole. I mean, you can have a seat that's literally right I, behind a pole. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't see anything. And we ended up having to, we didn't have seats that were behind a pole, but we had a few that were like three or four seats away from it. So you kind of have the obstructive view. And they'd say that there's an obstructive view, but when you go to look at the view, the pole's actually not in there. So you're like, oh, what's the obstructive view? Is it the overhang from the ledge above or what? And it doesn't look bad. And then you get there and you're sitting behind a pole. So you really, you can only see the 20 yards that are to your left or whatever. 
So stuff like that bothers me when owners are just like, you know what, sit as many people in here as you can. Let's yeah. get as much money as we can. Yeah. And takes away from that experience of being able to go and watch. Yeah, I agree. And, and like I asked before, when you wore your, your jersey, I wear my stuff all the time. Yeah. Because whatever. you, I, I like to support my team. I actually went to watch the Redskins-Bills game the Sunday after Sean Taylor had passed, mm-hmm. and they played that game. That was the game. There was high emotions from everybody on the field, all of the Redskins fans. Every uh, There was tons of Sean Taylor jerseys, and they were even handing out towels with his number on it for people to, oh, wow. going in. And it, it was the game that Joe Gibbs – blue because he called two timeouts in a row to try to ice our kicker and it made us just get because we were outside of what would have been field goal range anyways and we were going to attempt it with like three seconds left but he called the timeout to ice him and then he called it again and that ended up giving a penalty because you can't call two in a row so that pushed him in field goal range and there was a feeling that after he called the first one, I looked at my dad and I said, he's going to call another one. And he did. And I was like, yes. And that ended up winning it. I mean, Damn. it spoiled everything there for the Redskins fans right. and the game that it was. But even then, I didn't have anybody really mess with me. But I did hear that down the way, there were people getting like hot chocolate poured on them and stuff like yeah, that. Really? And you don't want to hear. That's no fun. You don't want to <laughs> hear that stuff, you know, because we all pay good money to go watch a game, whether yeah. it's because we're rooting for the home team or an away team. And in your case, like your people were saying, you know, welcome, you know, hope your team does good. You know, that's that's great. Yeah, I was I was surprised because uh, I've been to like see a Redskins game too, and I won't say that it was a bad experience but it wasn't one where i was like oh cool everybody's everybody's nice you know there were definitely hecklers and things and like you said everybody works hard much much too hard to pay that much money to go see a football game you know it's not cheap right um yeah and everybody should be really should be able to go and have a good time whether whatever team you're pulling for you know yeah Yeah, and then when you get out of the game, you know, everybody's usually pretty well lit so there's always that worry you know because you're trying to get out of there and be safe yourself, and then you're walking by somebody, and if your team ended up beating them, you know that's it's even worse. Then right. you know you can handle you can handle somebody heckling and being like, "Oh, you guys suck. We just beat you." But it's totally different than when your team beats them, and right. you're walking out, and they're like, "Oh, what the oh, hell?" It makes it worse. Yeah, it makes it worse. <laughs> You know, I, I didn't have to, to worry about that this weekend. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. oh, they, they were like giving you gas money yeah. and everything like you that. You want your McCaffrey jersey? <laughs> yeah. But we went to, my dad and I went to a, a Bills-Detroit Lions game last year at uh, up in Buffalo. And the area we were in, there were tons of Detroit fans around us. And there were no, nobody picking on anybody else, you know. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo is definitely known for their wild antics before games and everybody being pretty well lit before the game started, let alone at the end. Um, but everything seemed really cool. You know, I didn't hear about it. A lot of, hey, he's a Detroit fan. Let's boo him out of the stadium. <laughs> right. Uh, so that was that was good to see. There's definitely a difference between being there because you're in the environment and you're part of it. But there's also something to be said that you can just sit on your couch and kick your feet back up watch yeah, whatever you want, want. Yeah. Yeah. when it's over you just get, you either flip to another game or you yeah. go and you do something else you don't have to deal with all that other stuff so you have one point to where it's like yes this is awesome i'm going to go to a game but then you're on the other point and you're like man i just spent all this money yeah 
and I ended up yeah. watching the um, the Megatron the whole time anyways. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was part of what I was, you know, just recently reflecting on uh, as I'm driving like a five-hour drive, you know, <laughs> on the way home Sunday night. But, yeah, that was part of it. You know, part of the – you don't see, even if you're there, and we had great seats, but we didn't see things as well as you could on TV, you know, right. with those angles and things. And you kind of think like, man, what did I – Jesus, I, like I'm actually like I'm embarrassed to say the amount that we spent on this trip. You know, yeah. and it's like a hotel, gas. Yeah, food, when you think about everything, yeah, every not tickets. to mention just the ticket. Right. It's like, damn, we spent a fortune to to come and do this. You know, and that's something like, is it worth it? You know, like, is it? And and t- you know, for this particular trip, yeah, we had a great time. And like I said, it was it was more about spending some time with with a family member that yeah. that means a lot to me. So yeah, we, I mean, we had a blast. It was fun. It's good. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to just the game of football, if there wasn't like those tailgate parties or, you know, those other things that aren't really necessarily the football game, but, you know, the environment, is it, is it is it worth it? Yeah. You know, to go sit in this really uncomfortable seat, considering what it costs to sit in it, you're sitting in this uncomfortable yeah. seat in an uncomfortable environment. Surrounded and, by people that, that potentially are not even worthwhile spending time with. Yeah, <laughs> mostly not, probably. Like I said, there were some exceptions that we were really um, we were impressed with that were there were super cool people and uh, yeah. uh, you even you know, just wanna say, you know, congratulations to them for, for, for the win, you know. But is it worth it? Like yeah. when you could be sitting in your underwear if you want, on your couch, eating whatever food you choose that costs like an eighth. Of yeah. what you might pay for anything there, and yeah, you, you know. get a whole pack of hot dogs for the price you get one at a right. at a ballpark. Oh yeah, like several packs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm more of a homebody, so I'd yeah, I'd probably. Say it was that. fun, and I'd yeah. like I've thought about like all of us. It would be yeah, awesome if we could fun. all go. Yeah, it would be fun. That would be fun. I think it would be cool to get a a big group together and go to even that that stadium and watch. What could potentially just be a random game? Not anybody's right. rooting one yeah. way or the other, yeah. or either team, and just enjoy it. Because I've been to a Redskins game where they're playing the Eagles, and I could give two craps about either yeah, those two teams. Here. But you go there, and it's there. It's definitely different when you're going there as an outside fan of either of those two teams, and well, being able to not worry about okay, these guys over here are fighting because whatever, yeah. but just going to watch the game. But I think it would be fun. But then you again, you're like, well, would you rather do that? Or do you guys just want to come over to my house, watch it on the TV, and grow out, and and more people can potentially enjoy it as opposed to, well, only three people can afford to go down there, so that's the three that's going to do it. It's just the hustle. I mean, I haven't been to, you know, different sport, but, I mean, me and Linda go to uh, a ton of, like, the well, not the Richmond Braves anymore, but the Flying Squirrels. Yeah. I mean, it's cheap. It's a live atmosphere. You get in and out. There's, like, no traffic. So, I mean, I enjoy live games. I just don't enjoy the... The hustle and bustle of yeah. going there. And there's definitely and that. And now, I will say, though, I wanted to give a shout-out to Charlotte for one of the things that they put out there that made this trip awesome. And it was their public transit option <laughs> of the bird scooter. Yeah. Dude, like, I'm 40. And, you know, when, <laughs> when my cousin and I left the, the apartment to go find – or the, the, the hotel room to go find something to eat – there just happened to be two of these scooters sitting there, and I'm like, dude, we should Let's do try it. it. You know, you have to download this app and all this stuff. But once you get it downloaded, it's a real simple process. You just scan the little barcode on the thing with your phone, it turns it on, and you're able to ride. 
And you wouldn't think so, but it's like this little electric scooter that just gets. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably rolling like five miles an hour, which feels like 35 or so. Yeah. And, you know, you're just like, ah, poor pedestrian who's walking, look at me. Beep, beep. You know, with your little horn. Um, Honestly, like even as a 40-year-old, that was probably the most fun I had this past weekend. Yeah. The the scooter drivers acknowledge <coughs> drivers is it like a motorcycle when you're passing yeah i think hey. there's definitely well you don't wave because you're too nervous about wrecking <laughs> right, right. Out. yeah a so nod. yeah there's definitely some <laughs> nods or acknowledgement but like yeah you're not worried about being judged this shit's fun <laughs> you know so yeah there but honestly down there i guess it's such a thing um i would say probably 60 percent if not a little bit better of people that weren't in a car were on a scooter yeah yeah and it was by far the best way to travel around town if we wanted to go hit a bar or uh actually we took we used one to get to the game like i said we were about a mile and a half away it ended up being like a four dollar type ride yeah. to go from the hotel to the game and any any sort of unwritten laws of the scooter that you found out or just still still too green that's uh, still too green for sure i mean <laughs> yeah. we acted like we were pros yeah, um yeah. hey this is how you do it watch you Dude, take out we, your phone and I, well, you guys tr- are rookies watch us <laughs> i tried i have a video that i tried to take of riding it you know because i was like this is so much fun i got to show everyone i mean we got to the point where we were trying to do <laughs> well your, your your phone hand or in my case the phone your your right hand uses is the accelerator and and your left hand is your brake Right. So if you use either of hands to to hold a cell phone, yeah. one of your uh, control you either methods either not is going, going or you're not stopping. Yeah. So of course I chose the stopping. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, so I can't stop, but I'm trying to film like my cousins in front of me because I wanted to show or give a feeling of how fast these things go. You know, it's like this yeah. is pretty quick for a freaking scooter. This is awesome. But yeah, we got to a point where we were kind of like we were cutting, you know, the little gates that that block cars in or out of a parking lot yeah we were squeezing between those and the curbs and like trying to do little tricks and (laughs) man we're just having a ball on them i'm not gonna lie and i can't imagine how much more fun it would be if you were lightly drinking yeah yeah i think there's plenty of accidents that's happened on those like people getting hit by cars and stuff like that and not wearing helmets and stuff because you're obviously not prepared to jump on one right but I could see where it would be fun. You have to kind of get a GoPro next time and, and oh, put that awesome. on there. So I guess you didn't, you didn't wear helmets, right? You didn't wear I helmets. don't know what I'm supposed to say as far as an answer to this. That, that's legally. a no. They don't have them on there to yeah, use. It does and you suggest, don't carry one around. Uh, so. does suggest the apps, like, you know, you should wear safety. Because I know and, the Carolinas are weird. I think even for, like, motorcycles, you don't need a helmet. Oh, uh, well, I mean, no one, Carolina, no yeah, I one that I saw had a helmet on. I will not confirm or deny wearing a helmet. I will say that they're just scattered about, and if you like get a hair up your butt and you're like, "Hey, I wanna, I'm gonna try one of these," do you have a helmet with you all the time? Yeah, you're probably not gonna you have know, one so, when you jump. Yeah, on no, them. we didn't wear one, and I don't think many people did. And when we first got on them, it's extremely like, "Oh crap, I'm gonna wreck this thing." It's got a little more juice than I thought it would, and uh, so yeah, there's a little bit of a learning curve. But after like maybe maybe two or three minutes of riding, you're just you're balling out. Yeah, dude. like I'm not even going to go to the game. We're just going to circle the parking lot. It immediately on these scooters. Went, yeah, it immediately went to the top of my Christmas list. I would ride one around here. It was fun. <laughs> Honey, you need me to go get the mail? Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, and then I got. I finally found the horn on it, and I just had tons of fun with the horn afterwards. Because you know how you come up on like was it sidewalks. a baby horn, like a little tutu? Oh, it was. It was really uh, well. It was. It was not. Uh, yeah, it was not manly by any means. It was a big loud. <laughs> like, ah! Yeah, it was a meep meep. 
Um, so before that, you know, if I was coming up on somebody walking, I'd be like, on your right, sir, you know, or something like that. <laughs> and then after I found the bell, I was like, oh, yeah, ding, 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 move, jerk, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, we definitely, uh, anyway, we, that was, be that took the, the trip to the next level for me, though. I don't, I don't know why. And if that makes me like, if you should judge me for that, go right ahead. But nah. it was fun as crap. Yeah, I could see it being fun. I think that would be awesome. We should take that trip down there just to ride the scooters. Dude, I'm in. <laughs> you, find, let's find a playing, scary house. Oh, dude. And do the haunted house tour. Can and you then imagine just ride going scooters? through an abandoned, like a, a psychiatric hospital? You know, so it's a big, huge building. Yeah. That's haunted on one of those. Heck yeah. Dude, that is that a money cool. pit. Yeah. We need to make it happen. Awesome. So, we yeah. Can look into that. I, I, yeah, I, I would sign up. I'd be the first one to go. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah, so I, I recommend it. Charlotte was a great town. We also had some great food, and it was a good time, man. And like I said, it seems like any time I plan a trip, something goes wrong, but we end up, <laughs> you know, it's always like that. Right. But we end up having a good time, and it was it was very, I guess overall it was worth it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Good thing that uh, you went down there. Sorry that your team had to. Take the lail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, it always sucks when, when a team loses, you know, but I like I said, it was fun. I yeah. had a great time being there, and uh, I'm kind of used to being a fan of a team that loses a lot. <laughs> yeah, me, <laughs> me too, too other than this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It's rough. Um, but but good times, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Good deal. Anything else you boys want to add for this week? No, I, th- yeah. I think we're at that time where we got to get on out, and, you know, I enjoyed the podcast today, and, you know, Mike, is there anything you? No, I just enjoy listening to the stories. I don't, I don't uh, go to. Many I enjoyed live letting games, Derek talk so. the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't go to live games, so it was interesting to hear the perspective. I'm still. Yeah. I said I'm a homebody. I prefer the couch and the bathroom when I want it, and no traffic. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's hard to say. You know, if it's really worth it in general. And it's not I like think going to them a if lot. If the three of yeah. us got so. together and said, "Hey, let's go to this game." I think we'd have a ball. Yeah, it'd be cool. I agree. But it would also be one of those things. Let's not do that every weekend because right. Well, they do have the uh, one again, a year. I think it'll be fun. They do have the minor league baseball team coming. Yeah, yeah I'm looking year. forward to that. Th- th- that's yeah. that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. I'd be down to for us to do a little trip over to a couple of those. For oh, sure. that'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you guys like racing, but Dominion Raceway has some races. Those yeah, are fun I, to watch. I've been meaning. I think to check anything's that out. fun live. Yeah. You know, I don't follow it like as a as a rule, but yeah, any sport that I've had the opportunity to go to live, it's been fun yeah yeah cool well yeah everybody again check us out on social medias uh, on our our facebook page instagram hit us up on email sinners and winners podcast at gmail and then leave us some comments and some reviews on on our podcast and let us know what we're doing good let us know what we need to work on and hit us up with some topics but i think we are audi peace As promised, I'm back with Kadunkadunk. Yay. Hi. Hi. What's, What's got going on? Uh, um, not much. I actually came prepared. As you can see, I have notes, That's papers. impressive. I actually, like, teased that you were coming with some info tonight because you, <laughs> you teased me with it, I guess, this morning yeah. or the lunchtime. So just jumping right in, um, I did a, a re-listen to last week's show this morning just to get myself back up to speed and first 
we were talking, or you and Jamie were talking about what you were going to be for Halloween. He was referring to you as Ash because you were Ash Ketchum to go with uh, Lila's costume of yeah. Evie. And you said something about you weren't the cool Ash. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned Ash versus the Evil Dead. Now, a little bit of trivia. I don't know if you knew this about me. When I was three years old, the movie The Evil Dead was my favorite movie. Oh, yeah. Other kids were watching Snow White and Cinderella and whatnot, and I was watching awful, horrible zombie movies. And it's if you rewatch it now, it's absolutely terrible. But the original, the Ash, the cool Ash that you're talking about is from The Evil Dead, played by Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And even though it's a terrible movie to watch now, in 1981 when it was filmed, it was really cool. Um so maybe that's part of what's wrong with you now? That is 100% what's wrong with me, I'm pretty sure. This is all a result of trauma. Yeah. Wow. Definitely traumatic. But it was my absolute favorite movie when I was a toddler. So. Do you remember there was a movie? Oh, I wasn't a toddler. I will say that my parents did a little bit better with me, I think, maybe. But <laughs> they, uh, they certainly let me uh, run around and watch some weird movies maybe younger than some of my peers, but there's a movie about like a book that was bound in human skin and it had like a face on it. And yeah, I think Car- is that the same movie? Yeah. That movie was awesome. The, I loved that movie. And wasn't <laughs> there like kind of cartoony bad things? Yes. And the one that you probably watched was probably army of darkness, which is a sequel to yeah, the no. evil dead. And the book is called the Necronomicon. Yeah. And he reads from it and it reanimates the dead. Do you know how many times I've looked for the Necronomicon at the library when I was a kid? <laughs> That's kind of awesome, but yeah. also really just I awkward. to find that book. I was very interested in finding it. The Book of Ancient and Forbidden Knowledge, if I remember correctly, or something like that. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Great. That was a nice little movie tidbit. Yeah. Secondly, I did want to say that I was really disappointed that Jamie drafted in his little fantasy, like, you know, people of all time drafted O.J. Simpson. That was really disappointing. And the fact that he was on your list, albeit a little further down than Jamie's, I just, it's O.J., man. Like, why? Well, well, O.J. was not convicted. (sighs) Eh, I mean, I think everyone knows he did it, but... Um, yeah, I think we're all pretty positive on that fact. Yeah. Um, um, so you you, you don't just, approve. Oh, I was so bummed when I heard that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, well, the only, there's only two people that I would have... The other one was probably on some of our lists, too. <sighs> Ray Rice. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he wasn't like... A bad player by any means, but not one that was... The other one I was thinking of was Michael Vick. Yeah, I definitely was not. I'm not. Yeah. That would have been... We'd have been having a whole different conversation if either one of you had drafted Michael Vick. Yeah. Um, like I said, the context was more about watching a person play in their prime. Mm-hmm. And both of those people played in their prime before those things came to light, you know? So I think it was taking the performance over the person's character on moral code, you know? Yeah, um, but the, it still feels like an endorsement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I understand. And an endorsement in- of a bad human being is like, I don't know. Um, 
But lastly, and the thing that I have all these notes on, when I heard that one of your picks was um, Don Hudson, which it is Don, not Dan. Yeah, I, I corrected him because I couldn't read my own handwriting. Yeah, you guys waffled back and forth on the name, but it is Don Hudson. When you he mentioned, was awesome. yeah, Don Hudson and his. Partic- I feel like I should have won based on that pick alone. That was the coolest player, in my opinion, out of the pool. He. He's actually, I mean, and like all this stuff that I have here, he's widely believed to be the best player of all time. Yeah. Period. Just because um, of his performance on the field. And what got my attention was that it was from 1942, which was before, you know, all the big football hype, you know. Um, Yeah. And... I love history, so, like, that made me, like, I stopped in the middle of my work day to, like... Hopefully no one from work listens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To do a little research and search a couple of things, because I was like, oh, that's really cool. But the other thing was that, so, he had the most touchdowns, like, what's the, what's the phrase? Like, how's it, how's it termed? He... I don't know He got 99... Touchdowns? Touchdowns. After, like, was, okay, I guess just that, 99 touchdowns. Yeah. Like, that's it. Right? So, you're, so you're so unfamiliar with football <laughs> that you feel like you should be saying he got 99 touchdown receptions? Or, right, yeah. Which that, that would work. Or were you thinking like touchdown home runs? or <laughs> No, I was not thinking home <laughs> touchdown runs. Touchdown RBIs? I'm going to go ahead. Slam the hand dunks. gesture that I'm making at you right now. <laughs> you just seem so confused and I, I didn't understand why. But. It was the reception thing, I guess, is, yeah. is what I was... Um, Catches. Yeah. So, but yeah, so he got 99 of those, um, those thingies, 99 touchdowns over the course of 10 years. Yeah. He played, uh, for the Green Bay Packers from 1935 to 1945 for a total of 116 games. And that was when he got his 99 touchdowns. Um, yeah, cause I believe back then it was a 12 game season. Instead of a 16-game season. Yes. And he didn't even play in every game of every season. Yeah. So, that's... There was only... Only his second year did he play every game. He started for over half of the games. So, that's impressive. Well, yeah. That's what stood out about him to me. Like, I know you, you have some stuff to add. But he was just clearly, like, the most dominant player ever in football like back then now there's never been anyone even remotely close to his level of dominance which is what i thought made him such an appealing pick to you know if you could go back and just pull together a team from anywhere and bring them together to play it would be really neat to see someone that 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 was that dominant play the yeah and he was apparently really dynamic on and off the field like um after he stopped playing football he was an assistant coach for green bay for many years but just just phenomenal and then i thought it was interesting in the course of looking up information on him i noticed that one of brian's players that he chose was steve largent yeah who actually broke don hudson's record right but it was it wasn't for another 44 years and it took him six additional playing years and i take that back 
Don Hudson played for 10 years. Steve Largent paid, played for 13 years. Steve Largent played for 200 games as opposed to, so it took him three extra years, 84 more games to beat Don Hudson's record. Right. Yeah. And he played in a time where I think the season was 16 games, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, which while that's an awesome feat and he, he certainly crushed it, that's even, in my opinion, even more the reason that Hudson was so much more prolific and, and dominant. Yeah. He did it so much well faster and with less opportunities. Right. You know, so it just I, I think it would have been an amazing dude to see. But you bring up some good points. Largen obviously would have been also, which is, you know, kind of what makes all these teams that we drafted really cool. Um, before you go like further into detail, we got a few votes on, on who who thought whose team was best. Mm-hmm. And I will say that it was, you know, at the end of the day, it ended up being close enough to where it's probably, uh, we're, I don't think it's fair to name a winner um, because it, it, it sparked so much conversation. You even researched the history of football. So I think just overall, the process was really fun. We got some comments from from uh, Senior Stocking, Jamie's dad as well. <laughs> um, he seemed to enjoy some of the, the, the picks that were made and got some interesting feedback and it was kind of cool to hear some of the players that he might have liked to have uh, drafted on the same type of team so it was really cool that it just it it grew into this thing that we all talked about and it was really cool to see the people that that are enjoying it and and have you know just had a good time with with that topic in general i know the three of us really had a good time researching it and doing that process so it was cool yeah it was really cool i i enjoy like i said i enjoy anything history related so you know just learning a little bit more about that learning a little bit more about football by different players these are two two players that i'd never even heard of before so yeah you know um and what i found particularly interesting about steve largent is that he played during a time when i was actually watching football as a kid like when i was little my grandmothers oddly enough were big football fans so I they were watching football all the time and I would always watch it with them kind of peripherally and I don't remember hearing about him at all. Now how is it really common or not common for a player to stay with the same team for their entire career? Eh, I would say it was probably much more common back then than now. Both of these players stayed with their original teams for their entire career. Yeah. I, it doesn't seem it seems just like with, you know, society in general you know people used to start a job and finish a job you know retiring from it whereas now it's not really the case yeah i think that the whole loyalty thing you know as demonstrated by both owner and player nowadays it's it's all about that money and there's there's less i would just say less honor and loyalty now being emphasized and it's you know i got paid more by going here so later or you know yeah so, yeah, I think it's just, a, in general, a, a shift in mindset. It definitely seemed like, um, at least for these guys, loyalty was a, a big part of it. Um, both of them are Hall of Famers. Um, they're, and one of the things that I thought was interesting um, was that Steve Largent, let's see, what did they say about him, which I was like, oh, my gosh, for him to do so well. The fact that he was... There were 116 players picked ahead of him in the 1976 draft. 
He yeah. was billed as being too slow and too small uh, to be worth it. Right. And then he wound up kicking ass. Yeah. Essentially, you know. Yeah, that's so. kind of cool. That's, um, I don't know why when you told me that, that reminded me. Like, Russell Wilson is kind of like this in that same category where he's a quarterback, if you didn't know. But he's... The cons- name sounded familiar, <laughs> but that's about <laughs> he's, it. He can, he's considered to be too small. Physically, not the the right specimen for the quarterback position, um, but has come in and been one of the better quarterbacks in the, in the league since he's been here. And, you know, if, as far as fantasy world, he's kind of almost dominating the position or he's among the best. So it's kind of neat when you see that. It's like, I, I think I mentioned at one point, you know, when I watched basketball and was really into it, Spud Webb and Muggsy Bogues were two that, I always really liked because they were short guys playing a tall guy's sport. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's kind of cool when you have people beating the odds or whatever, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So it was, it was cool for me. I'm, I think I'm like a perpetual student. So like getting to learn stuff about it and then having something to talk about is actually, um, fun for me. So I really enjoyed, um, preparing for this week's episode. You want another piece of history? Sure. Speaking of Spud Webb, for some reason, I, I did a report on him probably in like fifth grade or something. I remember finding the book. Yeah, I've still got the book at yeah. mom and dad's house. It's <laughs> Flying High with Spud Webb. Yeah. And um, it's a great book, by the way, if anybody wants to check it out. It's it's good. But did you know, do you know where his name came from? Spud Webb? Mm-hmm. He was actually named after the Russian um, spacecraft, Sputnik. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why that sticks <laughs> stuck in my head for a lot of well, years. Well, if I now. ever make it on Jeopardy, I hope that's a, <laughs> one yeah. of the questions. But yeah, I really, I really like me some Spud Webb. So yeah, that was cool. Awesome. I guess that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, that's for me. So listen, leaguers, uh, stop slacking. Listen to the show. Give us some feedback. Um, if you're not into the show, tell us what we need to do that would make it more entertaining for you. Otherwise, I guess we are done.